Welcome to another episode of Mormon Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Real. I'm going to change a little bit of lighting here. And uh, grateful for the chance to, to have you uh, on today. Welcome to another episode of Mormon Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Real. I want to be quick here today, but I want to share with you a really cool thing. Uh, and it's about the idea of critical thinking and changing your mind. So let me start by saying I'm an ex-Mormon. I was excommunicated from the LDS Church for speaking the truth about things, such as Elder Holland lying on multiple occasions. In the ex-Mormon world, there are lots of views that we have on that side of things as well. And at the forefront of those is often the idea that the LDS church is not only not true, but it's not good, it's unhealthy. And in the recent conversation over the last couple of years in talking about child uh, abuse, namely sexual abuse, as there's been quite a few prominent cases uh, in Arizona and Utah and other places that have involved uh, LDS local leadership handling the confessions of somebody who had committed sexual abuse, uh, often a father against his own children. In some instances, the father uh, had was serving or had served as a bishop in the church. And the criticism is that when abuse is discovered, one is to call the church's hotline, talk to the church's legal team, and then the legal team will often tell the person, the bishop who's calling, not to report the abuse unless it's a state where mandatory reporting is required. And some of these cases are egregious. And I was just on last week with the uh, Mormon Times, a new news program that I and Radio Free Mormon and John DeLynn and others are participating in. We covered uh, some of these sexual abuse cases and some of the things that we've learned as the church has had its legal representation uh, being recorded, and those recordings show that the uh, legal representation for the church is following a risk management handbook, essentially. And they have certain rules that they play by. And, and one of those rules seems to be, based on the cases over the last few years that have made the news, is that when a leader has the option of reporting the incident or not reporting, the church counsels the local leadership not to report. And I've always been of the mindset that mandatory reporting is a good thing. That when that every state should have on its books mandatory reporting of sex abuse by medical professionals and by clergy, and essentially those main offices, offices within the public arena, clergy, medical professionals, folks that the average kid, the average person will come in contact with, school teachers, police officers that there are certain people outside of our immediate family that we have to have interactions with to grow up as a functioning child into an adult in our American society, and that those professionals would have a mandatory obligation. And I use professional lightly because I'm including, for instance, uh, clergy, that those folks, when children or adults have interactions with them, that when they perceive that there's abuse occurring, it should be mandatory for them to abuse. Now, Here's where we go into this episode. I got an email this morning from a person 
uh, I, I won't even give their name, but it's a, it was a man. He shared an email with me and he said, look, I saw your guys' episode the other night and I'm getting pushback as I've shared the, my thoughts on that episode with a friend. I got pushback that mandatory reporting actually does more harm than good. Here is the links my friend sent me. This is, uh, and, and I'm wondering if you might spend a few minutes on this and give me your perspective on why this information uh, is likely not true. Why mandatory reporting couldn't possibly be a bad thing. And I really do value truth-seeking, and I really do want to be on the right side of things. And I expected to read a couple of articles from this gentleman, to see the bias flaws in his argument, to go chase down uh, other uh, data points, other research that's been done, and show this person with lots of references and links, because I pride myself on being data-based in my perspective, my beliefs, my opinions. And uh, I had hoped in my head that I'd be able to provide references and show the faulty thinking in this. Because in my head, it just seems rational that mandatory reporting is a good thing. And there couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly be uh, a negative net benefit from it. So I read the two articles that the gentleman sent me. I'm going to put those uh, up on the screen now, and you'll see these are Public Square Magazine. This seems to be written by a uh, Latter-day Saint or a friend of the Latter-day Saints because he speaks on Mormon abuse issues repeatedly. In this particular one, uh, it says, uh, a misguided crusade, how mandatory reporting fails our children. I read it, read the whole thing, went through it. I'll share one of the data points later. Uh, but tons of information. And he and he quotes, every place he quotes something, he uh, gives a hyperlink that you can then go off and read all of that. Uh, so I read the paper, I the article. I, I know what his argument is generally. And uh, I'm going to have to move my lighting here for just a second. Uh, and then this was the second article here. Uh, confronting preconceived illusions, a Latter-day Saint a Latter-day Saints and the Abuse Narrative. Read this one too. Um, I didn't go follow all the hyperlinks because I assume that he's got his material linked correctly, that there are studies and research out there that point to mandatory reporting being a negative. So I thought I'll start from scratch. I'm going to go do a Google search. And I am going to uh, have a conversation where I look up all of these things, do my reading, and come up with the data points that I think are the most likely. And, uh, whoops. And so that's what I did. I'm going to put up on the screen now uh, my Google uh, search here. So I use the Brave search engine, but you could use Google, you can use Bing, it doesn't matter. What I looked up was what research studies say about mandatory reporting. And I looked it up in several different ways. This was one of my search results. And so you'll see what is the impact of mandatory reporting. Mandatory reporting, a study on the effect of universal mandatory reporting. Counterpoint, and it talks about, and some of these were off topic. Some of these were talking about, hey, if you're a teacher, these are the rules we follow. 
uh, in terms of mandatory reporting, but I was only looking for the research, the data, the studies that have been done in academia to uh, flesh out whether mandatory reporting has a positive or negative effect. And uh, what I came up with were several uh, major articles, and I'll link all of these in the show notes, and you can read about each of them. Uh, but for example, uh, there was this one, New Directions in Child Abuse and Neglect Research, Child Abuse and Neglect Policy. It goes into some detail. You can see places where I was looking things up. Uh, so there's that one. Uh, let me put up another one here. Uh, this one is uh, Mandatory Reporting a study on the effect of universal mandatory reporting, right? Um, let me see if I can just move my lighting a little bit. So there's this one, mand mandated reporters' experiences with reporting child maltreatment, mandatory reporting in research, preventing child abuse is more reporting better, social science uh, website here, making sense of mandatory reporting, a qualitative study of reporting practices, this one was from Sweden. Uh, and this one was mandatory reporters of child abuse and neglect. So let me just say, I didn't find what I expected to find. What I found was that mandatory reporting on several fronts, and I'll share those. I'm not going to go into great detail. I'm not going to read a bunch of this. I'm spending just a little bit of time explaining to you the two hours that I spent researching this this morning, which I think was significant enough to know a, a couple of things. One is that I couldn't find any good research or evidence or data from studies that showed that mandatory reporting had a positive benefit. Number two, I found numerous studies that showed that mandatory reporting have a negative benefit. Now, we got to be careful because the church would go like, oh, and, and believers will go like, oh, let's use Bill's podcast and just show that the church was in the right. And I'm going to say that that's not clear cut either. In egregious instances where someone's confessing abuse and that abuse continues on with leaders knowing it, and some instances there are several confessions taking place across multiple leaders, and the abuse continues on for years, the church and its leaders failed. And, and they should have to pay the price of that, whatever that means in the public arena, uh, in terms of public image, and in terms of the legal process, and, and including lawsuits. Uh, the church needs to be responsible for instances where abuse could have been stopped and it isn't. The only argument I'm making here in this podcast is that every instance will have to be a case-by-case -case basis and that mandatory reporting as a broad brush across the, the states or the nation, I've changed my mind and I no longer think that such is good. Uh, I'm going to switch my lighting here just a little more. Um, and, and I'll show you just the results of what I found against this. This was numerous articles of academic, academic research in academia, peer reviewed stuff 
Uh, I'll leave all of the links in the show notes. If anybody has a counter view, it says, no, 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 no. I, I'm telling you mandatory because often we think we know just on, because we, we sort of know the direction that things go and we sort of don't know our blind spots and some issues on a, on a surface level, it becomes so clear to us that we know that we're right about something only to find out that there are really complex angles to things that if we knew we would hold a different perspective. And so I know that folks out there are going to be frustrated with me sharing this. I know that. I'm I'm sorry. My obligation isn't isn't to prove Mormonism isn't true. My obligation is to shine a light on that within Mormonism that isn't true, on that within Mormonism that isn't healthy. And uh to follow the data and to side with the truth because I'm a truth seeker first and foremost. And so here we are on December 6th, 2023. We just did the episode on the Mormon, uh, the Mormon Times, the new news program that I'm involved with, with RFM and John DeLynn, Rebecca Biblioteca, uh, and others that you will see in the upcoming weeks. From here on forward, you will not hear me criticize mandatory reporting generally. I will certainly criticize the church in a case-by-case basis where their lack of action or their action uh, compounded trauma and abuse. And so they certainly don't get a free pass here. But I think we all are going to have to adjust if you'll follow my ration uh, rational thinking and logic. And again, I will share the sources. If you have data that says otherwise, I would like to see it. I couldn't find it. And what I found were numerous results in, in a search engine that pointed to, excuse me, mandatory reporting being negative, having so many ills. So with that, let me just put up what I found as the uh, essential points. And I'm, I'm really sorry I've got the edge of my text there uh, cut off. I can pull this off and we can just use it this way. Effects of mandatory reporting. Number one, the data across the board said less people speak up about their abusive tendencies, their propensity to abuse. Uh, if I'm a parent of a child and I have an abusive tendency, abusive propensity, and I want to get rid of it. I want to talk it out with somebody. I am now aware that in a mandatory reporting state, I'm aware that the teachers, the psychologists, the priest, the doctors, the, the, the psychiatrist, if I share these things with them, they're going to have to report it. And if I go into these uh, engaging these uh, these these uh, personal engagements with these people, knowing that they're going to mandatory report it, I am less likely to speak up. The data bears that out. Okay. Number two, the ability to confess to a medical professional, my ability to talk out my problems with a psychologist or a psychiatrist, or even a priest or other clergy member. Whether you wanted it to say this or not, the data says that such leads to lower abuse rates. The ability to 
confess my sin and get help leads to lower abuse rates. Now, there's a whole other conversation about whether LDS lay leaders have the capability to do any of this. The average bishop, again, having served as one, I am deeply skeptical of a lay leader in the LDS church or in other churches where lay leaders are used to respect the degree of training they get and their ability to cause this. All I'm saying is that across the board, generally, the data says the ability to confess one's abuse to a medical professional or a clergy member leads to lower abuse rates. Okay, number three, when mandatory reporting is in effect, most additional reports turn out to be not true. If people fear a lawsuit, if a teacher in a school fears a lawsuit, if a doctor with a medical practice fears a lawsuit, if a priest fears a lawsuit, they will report anything resembling abuse, even if it isn't or doesn't quite meet the threshold. Again, all of us parents at one time or another lost our cool a little bit with our kid. Maybe we were too harsh in our tone. Maybe we grounded them too severely, whatever it is. When mandatory reporting is in effect, people tend to report quite a bit that doesn't quite meet the threshold of what would be considered actual abuse that needs to be dealt with. The professionals in charge of investigating are then bogged down with these false reports. Not false because the person reporting it is filing a false report, but because they're reporting something that turns out to not be what they were told to report. So there's number three. Number four, of abuse survivors, only 18% said that reporting made things better, while 62% said it made things worse. That includes 3% who said it made things much better and 50% who said it made things much worse. These are the abuse survivors reporting back in research later on in life when they are surveyed. And this is how they responded. Folks, I'm going to end the episode here shortly. I simply want you to know, Bill Real from here on forward will be a advocate for not having mandatory reporting unless somebody can show me clear, data-driven, peer-reviewed evidence that mandatory reporting does work generally. Okay. Or a particular instance deserves a different sort of conversation, such as the LDS abuse cases that occurred in Arizona. And um, from here on out, I am going to uh, be an advocate for, and by the way, there's another thing too. I would change my mind on mandatory reporting if the states or counties or the nation as a whole, change their laws and processes in order to have mandatory reporting actually be effective. And so from here on forward, until something different changes, I am no longer going to speak out against mandatory, speak against a lack of mandatory reporting in cases of abuse 
and uh, I welcome a conversation that's data-driven. I don't want to have a conversation where we simply get emotionally invested and we put our two cents in because there will absolutely be numerous cases of abuse where mandatory reporting would have helped. Again, if we look at that uh, that survey, um, 18% said it did make things better and 3% said it made things much better. So absolutely mandatory reporting would be of benefit in some instances. The collective data says otherwise. And my obligation is to go with the collective data because that means more net good, more net healthiness, more net positive outcomes. And uh, I hope that everyone listening will do their own research. Don't take my word for it. And I hope that this episode is meaningful to the way in which you frame your world. Thank you.